We spend too much time listening to the terrible negative thoughts roaming around in our heads. Self-talk is positive. This is a chance to do more of it. This is Jacob's Affirmations. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time it is while you are listening, I appreciate it. My name is Jacob Espinoza. You are tuned in to Jacob's Affirmations. It's a big deal that you're here right now. Give yourself a round of applause. Tell yourself three nice things about yourself. And really be aware of the stories you're telling yourself about yourself. It's a big deal because they end up coming true. How are we overcoming obstacles? What are we going to do to achieve our goals? How high are we setting the bar for what we want to accomplish? Life's short, right? Let's take steps forward every single day. And we have an example of somebody that did that to share with you today. I'm talking about Macklemore. For those of us in the Northwest, we've been familiar with him for a while. Me personally, I've been a big fan of Northwest hip hop since early 2000s. Made music myself, traveled up and down the West Coast. Macklemore was that dude in the Northwest for a long time. And so it's been very exciting to see what he's been able to accomplish with his career, but it didn't come easy. I think a lot of people that are familiar with his music have this perspective that he was just made a song called Thrift Shop, put it on YouTube, and his career just took off, and it was easy. But that's not how anything works, right? It takes grind. It takes hustle. It takes passion, commitment to make things happen. And that's what he did. He put out his first album in 2005 called The Language of My World. And this was a pretty successful album. You know, independent Northwest hip-hop, a lot more people knew about it than a lot of the other people putting out music at that time. He had a song that he put out on MySpace that kind of caught a little buzz, but he got caught up, right, in some addiction. Drugs, alcohol, women became a distraction for him, and it held him back. And I think we all can relate in the sense that we all have things that hold us back from doing what we are most passionate about, from going all out and making things happen. We all have things that hold us back. Fortunate for, for Macklemore, he had family, he had friends there to help him through it, right? Went into rehab, got out, and by that time his buzz had passed, you know? So it had been really easy for him to throw in the towel and be like, I'm, I'm done with this. I had my shot at music, it didn't work out. He actually got to the point where he did get a day job selling hats, right? Because he recognized like how hard it is. Like the odds are not great to make it as a rapper or any sort of art. Like making a living, doing well off of art, the odds are against you big time. They're stacked against you. It take that it takes a special person, it takes a special work ethic, a special situation to really make that happen. I interviewed Macklemore for weouthere.net back in 2012, and he told me this. Odds of making it as a rapper aren't great. It's like trying to make it to the NBA. It came to a certain point that my career wasn't going anywhere, mostly due to the drugs, and, and my dad started telling me to look for more regular jobs. I didn't ever want to try anything else. I knew that if I could get sober, I could make a good run at this. I was resistant to getting a real job. He did end up getting a job at a hat store, but fortunately, the job came at the same time that his verse EP came out with Ryan Lewis. And he told me this, I was freshly sober going into verse. I was very humbled by my living situation. I was trying to repiece my life. I knew that with verse, if things didn't pan out, I was going to have to get a real job. 
The music is the same as on my other projects. It was just a different chapter in my life. I worked at the hat store for like two weeks. I think I worked a total of about four shifts. There was more drama with people coming in to take pictures with me than there was actual work getting done. And so his journey continued, right? He got back on the grind. The EP was released in 2009. He had a song on there called The Other Side that really helped get them some national attention, which was awesome. And from there, they just locked themselves in a room. And they started working on The Heist, which was their breakout album. And this is where the grind comes in, right? Where it's not the things that he wanted to do. He wasn't out having fun, living the glamorous lifestyle. He was in a room with Ryan Lewis making music happen. And this is really an example of the level of commitment it takes to be successful at that level. I mean, even being as talented as he is, even being as talented as Ryan Lewis is, it takes that much effort, that much work to sit in a room for over a year and just grind out, making sure every moment on this album is perfect. And that's just the art side of it. Behind the scenes, we see the strategy that was going on from the management team, where you have multiple different pieces working together to build something really great. And so something we can think about and you can think about is who are the people around us? How are they helping us get where we need to go? Like Macklemore can't put out an album without any, any production, right? He needs Ryan Lewis there. And as the music started getting better, they started getting the national exposure, you start seeing the strategy roll out in their public appearances. Where they're doing small venues, making sure they're selling out every single time, and putting everything they have into every single show. This is a trait of his since way back in the day. I mean, he could be performing for 10 people, and he's given it everything he has. I mean, even at that level, he was always standing out, always giving the crowd something to talk about. And then it just started growing, right? From 50 people venues to 100 people venues. Selling out 100 people venues consistently. People are talking about it because he's giving his all. He's connecting with fans. He's being authentic, right? He's telling his story. He's understanding how to engage an audience at that level. But it didn't start at selling out the Roseland, selling out Key Arena for Bumbershoot. It started with 50 people and understanding how do I connect at this level, growing and getting better, taking advantage of that opportunity to help propel him into the next one. Where now he's selling out shows for over 100 people in cities all across America. 200 people, cities all across America. Then he's selling out the Roseland in Portland. Then he's selling out Key Arena for Bumbershoot. And by the time Thrift Shop came out, like people were ready to root for this guy. He had this core fan base that was just ready to share anything that he put out. And that was a song when it came out, like my aunt knew about it, right? People that didn't really, weren't really into hip hop knew about Thrift Shop because it was pop music at that point. There was no looking back. I mean, 100 million views. Let's see where it's at right now. I'm curious. 1.1 billion views for Thrift Shop. It came out five years ago. It's crazy even thinking that was five years ago and how fast time, time flies. But now he's on that level, right? And he's still giving everything he has to every single production. Still making very smart moves when he's putting out mu new music, when he's touring. Even if you don't like his music, you know, even if Macklemore isn't the thing for you, you have to respect the work ethic and you have to learn from it. And if you're in a situation where you want to accomplish something great, you can learn so much from that roadmap, from that blueprint, right? Taking something you're passionate about, finding a team of people that can help you be successful and fill gaps in your own skill set. 
and then being strategic about starting from the ground, taking advantage of every single opportunity you have and learning to build off it. Knocking one opportunity out of the park and letting it propel you to the next. Learning how to connect with people in whatever your field is. Learning how to have that relationship. For Macklemore, a lot of it was establishing relationships with blogs, right? Making sure he was staying in contact, like Two Dope Boys was a really big hip-hop blog at the time. And he had a really great relationship with them where they were pumping his music out. That starts at ground zero. You have to build up to get there. You have to build that level of respect. So I'm excited for him. Keep him moving forward. And I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, What is the opportunity you're taking advantage of right now that's going to help propel you to the next thing? How much time and attention are you spending on your craft? Is that where your time and attention is going right now? Or is it going somewhere else? Be, be very intentional with how you spend your time. Understand what your craft is. Understand what's going to help make you great. And understand what your skill set is. But when we can find something we're passionate about, that we're great at, and we add work ethic and a strong team, anything's possible. And it might be your role to, to find somebody else, be on their team. Everybody wants to be the lead singer, right? Everybody wants to be the one on stage. Maybe that's not your role. Maybe that's not where you're going to find the most fulfillment. Maybe you can find a different team to be a part of and help someone else be success and be a part of that. Like maybe that's your thing. Don't leave that off the table, right? But I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Jacob's Affirmations, allowing me to share with you the story of Macklemore. Such a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal story from the Northwest. I'm excited to share more stories with you guys as well. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Jacob Espy. It's always appreciated.